The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd. How are you guys? I hope this podcast finds you well. This episode, I have a guy that started under 21 as a cop and is still under 21 at the time of this podcast. You guys have probably heard me bitch about that before on the podcast. He's heard that and volunteered to come on and speak for the younger generation of officers. I won't tell you all my thoughts because I don't want it to to ruin the podcast, but I'll just go ahead and say I I was impressed. Uh, Really solid guy for really of any age and being that age especially, so we'll leave it at that. You guys will hear more. But before we get into the podcast, I got to give huge, big, awesome thanks to my good friends over at OfficerPrivacy.com. They make each and every one of your Sunday podcasts possible. Here's what I like about officer privacy. I, as you guys know, um, I'm kind of weird about my identity. I use different names and stuff as we do these podcasts. I don't, I don't really have the urge to be a celebrity. I don't want people knowing my name. I don't want people knowing my address. And there are people that know who I am. And for the most part, I believe them to be good, not evildoers. But there are some evildoers that may know my, my real name. So if they figure out where I live, they're going to get on these people search sites and try and pop in my name and where I live. Guess what? They're not going to find me because of officer privacy. I am a paying customer and it gives me the peace of mind to know I don't have to worry about that. And I'll tell you what, guys, I wish I knew about this when I was on the job because I didn't. That, when I left, was a big fear of mine. That was something that was weighing on me is, God forbid, I get involved in one of these critical incidents, and my name's published in the paper, and people are going to be able to track down your information. Now, I knew about these people search sites, but it was very overwhelming to try and take your name off, and then it'll come back on, and it's just a huge, big pain in the ass. That's why officer privacy is important. If you're like me and you sign up for the premium service, They do everything for you. They remove you from these people search sites and they continue to monitor those sites. Now, they also have a do-it-yourself option. They give you the tools and the know-how to to do it and you can do it on your own. Again, those are my good friends over at officerprivacy.com. All right, without any further ado, let's play a little music from Blacktop 
Rodeo, and we'll be right back with Cody. All right, now joining the podcast, Fighting Florida Man and Gators, I have Cody. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I am good. I'm excited to talk to Cody here because he had the balls to send me a message and say, hey, hey, wait a second. Us young cops, which you're a young cop, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, old man. So you're here to represent the younger cops, right? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to represent Gen Z because you guys diss a lot on us younger <laughs> guys, but you know, I needed to step up and help us out. So, well, it, and to be fair, I've been talking to you for a few minutes before we hit record. You don't strike me as the typical Gen Z type of person, but I could be off on that a little bit. I get that a lot because, like, uh, some people say, like, I'm the the rare few out of the bunch and I act older than I am. I mean, it's a compliment and I don't try to hide myself up with that, but I don't know. I just, it's probably just cause of the, the way my parents raised me is probably what led to that. So. Well, hold on a second. Are you saying that parenting matters? Cause I just kind of let my kids <laughs> run wild, like fucking feral cats figure it out. It, it, it is true. It is very true. I, my parents raised me and beat me with the belt. So, I mean, but, but, like, they didn't, like, abuse me, but you know what I mean. All right. I, this is not what we were going to talk about, but you brought it up, and I want to talk about it. Because people get kind of weird with disciplining kids. And I I assume you don't have kids, right? I do not. Okay. Thankfully. Good man. <laughs> um, it's weird. You know, like, I wouldn't – like, my parents didn't beat the shit out of me or anything like that, which it sounds like same with your parents. But, like, I got disciplined, and I'm alive, and I'm okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like in these days, like if you would get if if somebody hit a kid with a belt in 2023, holy shit, it would be in like the New York Post or something like that. And it's like that was normal. Not that long ago. I, I it, it's different. Like, you know, your parents aren't giving you a black eye. They're not throwing you through a wall. They give you a little swat on the ass. Big deal. I, am I like off base for that? No, I mean, you're right. It's just I think. Like, so for me, I'm like, I'm a special occasion when it comes to that. Cause my parents are from, um, Africa originally. So it's a different culture, um, culture wise when raising kids. But I mean, like, for example, juveniles I meet on the street, it's like, I tell the parents, I'm like, Hey, you know, Florida allows, you know, parental discipline, you know, you're able to, um, you're able to discipline your kids, you know, even if it's hating them, as long as you're not abusing them. But a lot of parents I seem don't want to do that and want to try to parent the 2023 um type of way so and we see the result of that so i mean i i have no idea you know police your own but uh, you see the result from it dude i i'm just gonna tell you right now we're like a couple minutes into the podcast i'm gonna make you an honorary millennial because you just don't <laughs> you don't have the gen z vibe <laughs> I now, not it. that millennials not much much better and yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, a yeah. little ashamed of it but hey <laughs> step up in the right direction uh, so before we get started 
I got to ask, are you, I usually ask people if they're having anything to drink, but I have to ask you, are you old enough to have anything to drink? I am not, unfortunately. I uh, turned 21 here um, in July, so I'm I'm still waiting on that. Is that, that's just, uh, I don't know. I may be on the outside opinion of this. I, I'm sure I am. My opinion on alcohol. Well, dude, they they raised the age to smoke cigarettes too, right? Is that 21 now? Yeah, it's 21. Oh, that's fucking nuts. So you can go and fight and die in a war. And in some states, you can become a police officer at 18. But you don't have the mental capacity to have a beer. I think the drinking age should be 18. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I that's what I think. What do you think? I th- I think it should be 18. Now, the thing is that if you try to implement that now in like 2023, like the United States would go fucking crazy. Like kids would be crashing, drinking and driving. Like it'd be it'd go crazy. Now, if we started like that before and like it's just been 18 all along, I think that'd be fine. But like since it's been 21 now all these years, like going back to 18, I think there'd be like a huge influx of like drunk drivers and Stuff like that, but I do believe it should be 18. But I don't know. I because I gotta be honest, I, I think most people have consumed alcohol prior to their 21st birthday. I mean, yeah. I, well, that's not true. I was gonna say, I think I drank more when I was younger, but that's that's not necessarily true. But I, I don't, you know, I don't advocate kids going out and getting wasted and stuff like that. But I, I feel like in Europe, and I don't usually say Europe, this is something Europe has us on. Is I think alcohol's a lot different out there. Like we're here, we like binge drink. I think it's more of a uh, a cultured thing in Europe. And so, you know, if a sixteen year old gets a beer, it's a little different. I mean, not the Irish though. The Irish that who knows what they're doing. But most of the other countries, again, I'm saying this as somebody that's never traveled the world. But I, it just seems that way in my my perception of Europe. It's it's not a big deal just to have a beer. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, as you said, everyone's drank underage. Like, I'll admit, I've drank underage as well. So, I mean, it doesn't really, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. But, I mean, we're here now. You know, what can I do? So, yeah. There we are. The first person too young to drink beer on the podcast. That's, that's, that's something right there. So, <laughs> let's start here. And because I, I, you know, of course, I have my dumb questions and I kind of, you know, go down the line, anybody that's listening to the podcast, but this is a little bit differently, or this is a little bit different rather, because this, you have such a unique and different, I don't know, path to law enforcement, because none of us started, or a lot of us didn't start as young as you did. So I'm, I'm super curious about this. Why law enforcement? How come you chose to be a cop? So sorry if I ramble a little bit. Um, go for it. Ramble so on. I mean, okay, so I'm, a, so I'm originally from Kansas. So I'm a little bit just a little bit like your neighbor right now since you're in Iowa. But um, so, yeah, I'm originally from Kansas in high Hold school. Hold on a second. I, we're in Kansas. Or I don't want to say we're in Kansas, but were you close <laughs> to a Brahms? I was. So you know about the goodness of Brahms. Am I making I, this up? I do know about Brahms, but I have to say Brahms is their ice cream is only that's the good thing about Brahms is their ice cream is shakes. Their burgers and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of, but their, their ice cream is shakes. It's amazing. All right. We'll agree to disagree, but go on. So you grew up in Kansas. <laughs> so yeah, so originally grew up in Kansas, born and raised. Um, in high school is really where I started getting my interest in law enforcement. Uh, my plan was to, 
um, originally go and work for my city that I was growing up in. I lived in like a, a big city. I was going to go work for my the local PD. And I started, it was good. My high school was good because I was able, they had a lot of like career cluster courses. So you can like get a foot, your foot in the door. So I was taking a criminal justice class. And then um, I went on my first ride along with my city. And after I did my first ride along, I was like, this is what I want to do um, as a job. This is what I do as a career. Like I kind of just fell in love. And so all throughout high school, you know, I was doing a lot with law enforcement, like doing a lot of ride alongs. I ended up with like probably like 400 hours of ride alongs my senior year. Oh, wow. um, and so then senior year came, COVID hit my senior year. So I had a short senior year as well. Um, and it kind of, with the, with the, the halt to my senior year, I was like, okay, now it's time to, it's either I start my career or start working towards um, getting law enforcement, law enforcement in the end. Um, so originally I was not looking to go in. I, I eventually listed in the, the military, but I wasn't originally, that wasn't my plan. I was planning on going playing football, um, but stuff happened and I had to, uh, I eventually made the decision to, enlist in the air force reserves and so i went into the air force reserves as military police which is just security forces and during that 2020 hit you know george floyd law enforcement was at its lowest it's a it's i've seen it at um and i had like my mentors throughout high school telling me listen man like think of think of doing something else law enforcement isn't really um something you should be looking into as a career just because of how low the morale was with agencies and stuff like that. And that's when I started looking elsewhere from um, my city's agency. And so while I was in, when it was crazy, because when I was actually in um, in the Air Force, they call it like technical school, like other branches, like A school, whatever, but basically a job school where you're learning. When I was in tech school, um, that's when I started looking for agencies to apply to because I decided A, Right now, law enforcement is at its lowest, and for some reason, they put like a burning fire in the back of my head to like, this is what I want to do. Like, I need to get into law enforcement now. I feel ready to do it um, and take the responsibility. And so, um, I basically started trying to apply anywhere, or I started looking up anywhere that I'd be able to become a law enforcement officer under the age of twenty-one. And so, there's a few states that allow it. So basically, I was looking at like states like Michigan, Iowa. Um, Louisiana, etc. My very first agency that I was planning on going to was Detroit Police Department, and I know I know how how <laughs> bad it is over there. But like, I really didn't care. Like, I really just I just wanted to get in law enforcement. I, I just wanted to be able to start my career. So I started going through the hiring process with Detroit, and then I made like halfway through, and um, my end goal was to like go to a place like Detroit or somewhere in Michigan, Iowa, etc. And then eventually go to Florida. Um, but then the idea was like, hey, I can just self-sponsor myself to Academy in Florida and then try to get hired down in Florida since I'm trying to end up in Florida eventually. So um, I ended up going to uh, start. I ended up applying to the academies in Florida. And then I eventually got into one of them and um, moved down, moved down to Florida basically by myself at 19. So um but really, yeah, as I said, law enforcement was kind of just something I I gained interest in high school. And it was something I had uh, it's something I knew I wanted to do. And I kind of just went for it. So was there anything in high school that kind of sparked that interest that you're like, shit, 
that's that's what I want to do or you just kind of found yourself on a ride along how did that come about so as I said like my school we had like the criminal justice courses and so that's like, right my fresh, so my freshman yeah. yeah so my freshman year that's when I decided I was like hey let me let me try this out law enforcement was something cool and then while I was in the in the class my teacher was like hey um, you're doing great in the class. You're participating a lot. Like maybe try doing a ride along, see what you think. And then, um, so it really was my teacher who actually pushed me to do a ride along. And then once I did the ride along, it's kind of just like snapped in my head. Like, this is what I want to do. I, I came into this podcast, like, you know, we, we've all heard what I've said about younger cops on the podcast, but I, I gotta say, man, the fact that you, basically did everything you could do to start before you were 21. Cause you were so fucking ripping roaring, ready to go. It's yeah. honestly inspiring, dude. I'm like, fuck <laughs> man, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I tried to do as much as I could, like even, even when I knew I, I like, cause as I said, I wasn't planning on going into law enforcement until like when I was in training for the military. So like even building up to that, I was just trying to do everything I could to just, build up a resume and uh, make as many connections as I could to help myself in the future when I eventually wanted to. But then once 2020 hit and I saw how low the morale was stuff like that, it, it kind of just put a burning fire in the back of my head. Like, Hey, this is something I want to do and um, I'm going to do it. So, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just blessed that it was all, it all worked out for me. To jump back a little bit and totally unrelated, but I just, I'm going to make some bold assumptions here being from Kansas and I, this podcast is coming out after the super bowl, but I, I, I want to assume that your rooting interest is the chiefs, but I could be wrong. So I, okay. I'm not, I don't really watch the NFL. I watch more college, but um, when it comes to the NFL, I'm actually a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I've always been like not even, I'm not a bandwagon. Like I was, I was a fan, like Andy Dalton, years nobody loved Andy Dalton come on I, I was a I was an Andy Dalton <laughs> fan but um but yeah I mean the Chiefs you know of course I'm from Kansas I gotta even though it's Kansas City Missouri but I still gotta it's just the a Chiefs. river it's just a yeah river, yeah man, yeah but, yeah so um sorry I it's on my mind so I thought I should ask <laughs> why Florida how come you wanted to end up there so um, without adding out of my agency, um, it was really just my agency's leadership. Um, there was something that kind of caught my eye. They caught my eye um, online. Like I was really just on YouTube, uh, YouTube a lot. I watched a lot of like when I was in high school, I was watching a lot of like police videos, police body cam, stuff like that. And it was just the leadership down in Florida that kind of caught my eye. And it was just different than any other agency I've ever seen um better than even the my city's agency that I was planning on going to um and then when I was just I just like we were talking before like I was I'm big on reddit so like I would be on the um protect and serve reddit stuff like that and I'd just be asking questions from our the these uh veteran guys on there like about the agencies down in Florida what's their true opinion on it and I the agency that I'm at now I didn't hear anything bad about them all I hear was very great things now I'm only I'm hearing it from an outside perspective and not in the like in my own shoes, but I was just hearing great things about it, great things online, and it's, I don't know, just kind of that was a place that I wanted, like a goal that I wanted to end up being, um, being a part of a great agency down here. So um, 
that's really just kind of what piqued my interest. See, I was just gonna go on the shitty weather in Kansas. <laughs> no, nah, I, I I do miss the winters though. That's the that's the one thing I, I, I do miss the winters. You miss the winter? Yes, I love Bro. the winter. Bro, no, it's horrible. <laughs> oh. I love I love the cold. I love the snow. Love everything right. about it. Hold on a second. Now you moved away, you know, I, I granted as a young adult, but you moved away kind of when you were still a kid. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret here about the winter. I loved the winter when I was younger. As I got older and I had to go out and like work in it and shovel driveways and no, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of totally that's kind of shitty. I didn't I didn't work in the cold, but I just love I love the winter times because down in Florida, like I love the heat. You know, I love the love how hot it is down here, but the humidity just kills you. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. So. So. So far in law enforcement, what's your experience been? Has it been everything you hoped it would be? Um, yes, yes, and no. I don't. I have no idea. So I'm, I'm still new. You know, I've only been up with my agency now for a year. So it's like I'm still learning the roads. I'm still a young pup. Um, but I mean, for the most part, like it's, it is kind of everything I've dreamed of and um, thought about getting, like when I was getting into it. Um, I've experienced a lot at my agency. It's pretty, it's pretty big. We have over a thousand employees, half of them are sworn. So it's, it's a pretty large agency um, and we get a lot of shit, but I'm able to, then that's, that's good because I'm able to experience a lot of different things. Um, and from that, I haven't really had any bad experiences. Um, and it's also um, allowed me to see a lot of things and experience a lot of different emotions. And so um I don't know. It's kind of just, it's kind of just opened my eyes, eyes a bit about, um, about the career itself and um, allowed me to think about the future. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. What's different than you expected? Like what, is there something that you're like, Holy shit, I didn't expect this at all. Um, Probably just the, like how fast paced everything was like, it's it's hard to explain. Like I try to explain it to people sometimes, but like it's it's just a different like I know, okay, so going into this, you know, I knew I was young coming into the career. Like a lot of 19-year-olds and like a lot of my friends are right now there or when I like, you know, they were all my friends are in college, you know, all of them having fun, et cetera, like that. None of them are on the street dealing with the stuff like that we have to deal with every day. Like we're I'm not like very like for a good experience, I like it. It wasn't a good experience, but like an eye-opening experience I had was like my first death call was like I had to sit there. It was a uh, motor vehicle accident, and I ended up pulling out one of the victims, and she ended up dying right in front of me when we were doing CPR. And so, like mm. that—that's something like a 19-year-old shouldn't be experiencing, you know. So like it was just kind of like the fast-pacedness of how of everything. And how quick you got to be able to like turn off your emotions and move on to the next scene. Like learning that at 19, I was kind of like, damn, like that's like, it's crazy to think about, but it's like, okay, on to the next. And so like learning, learning stuff like that, I think was probably the most eye-opening about this career. Yeah. And and I'm sure we'll jump back and forth a little bit, but kind of on that same topic. So you're, and we should probably step back a little bit. You how old were you when you got hired and started FTO? 
So I was 19. So when I started the academy, I started the academy on my 19th birthday. So here in Florida, you have to be 19. Some You have to be 19 the day you graduate the academy. Some academies start, say you have to be 19 uh, when you start the academy or just 19 by the time you graduate. But Florida State statute states that you have to be 19 uh, by the time you hold your certification. So I started the academy when I was 19, and then I got hired when I was like 19 and a half. When you went through that academy – what was on average, if you, I don't know, you know what, let me take it back. That's a stupid question. Um, were there a lot of people your age, like younger, around 18, 19, or was most of the people in the academy a little bit older? Not at all. Like everyone, I think the average age of my academy was 25. So like, yeah, I was the youngest person. Like no one believed that I was 19. Um, but yeah, the majority of the people in my academy were we're older. Okay. Now that you've been it for a year, are you good with the path you took? Or are you kind of like, ah, maybe I should have waited a couple of years? I mean, nah, I, I think that where I'm at now, um, I made the right choice. Like if I had to restart and do it again, like I probably would do it the same exact way. Um, I mean, obviously I do wonder sometimes like, Oh, what, what would it be like if I actually just went and played like football in college or if I went to college and didn't jump as quick um, in my career now, but like, think about it and thinking how far I've came and um, everything that I've, I've been able to accomplish. Like it's, I feel like it's all worth it. Like it was all worth it in the end, like making all the sacrifices moving away. Like, I feel like it was all worth it in the end to be where I'm at now. I guess, you know, you brought it up, the moving away. I'm just curious. Are your folks still out in Arkansas, or not Arkansas, in Kansas? <laughs> I, I always get them confused, man, because it's our Kansas. Uh, that's, dis- that's disrespectful. I'm, that's dude, disrespectful. that was not cool. I I humbly apologize. But it, it, our Kansas, it just, I don't know what is in my mind. But, yeah, it is disrespectful. Arkansas, figure out your shit. But Kansas, <laughs> um, are they still out that way? Yeah, yeah. All my family, they're still over there. Basically, I moved all the way over here to Florida by myself. No family, no friends, nothing. So, how uh, are, how are your parents taking it that you are kind of across the country? Are they holding up pretty good? Um, so originally, um, they weren't very fond of the idea. They so originally they didn't even want me to go into the military. They wanted me to uh, because like I said my parents they came from Africa. They're very traditional cultured, where they wanted me to go to college and um like getting education, et cetera, like that. Um, so they weren't really fond of me going in the military at all. Um, but they knew I kind of had, they knew I've had a lot, like a love for law enforcement just from high school. And so it came to the, when I came back from training told them, Hey, I want to go to, um, move out to Florida. At first they were not with it. They're like, nah, you need to go to college and go do the whatever. But then after a little bit of, like, hey, this is, I have a plan. This is the plan, and like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Then they kind of came around eventually and just said, hey, as long as you, as long as you keep education as a, uh, like keep it, keep it as a priority. Whenever you finish whatever you need to do, then um, they're fine. They're fine with whatever I choose to do in life. So um, now they've came came around from it, came around to it since since it's kind of worked out. So okay. Now jumping back to working so you get hired when you're going through fto did the fto say anything to you like holy shit you're young or 
had people come through your age before is that kind of normal in florida um it's not really normal um like on fto for the most part no one really knew my age like that's that's like at my agency no one really even knows that i'm this young like they just kind of assume like i just kind of how some people say like i present myself very like mature and kind of just like yes sir like very disrespectful and i try to be so um no one really even knew my age so like when we when i started fto i was just like anybody else just going through the going through the rope motions going through whatever learning what i need to do um asking questions and then when the when the question came like hey how old are you by the way i'm like i'm 19 They're like you're 19 and like everyone's like in disbelief them i was 19 so um it was mostly disbelief and in awe that i was um the, like the t- you know you know what i mean <laughs> oh no i i know yeah. exactly like talking to you like if i didn't know what your age was i knew i would know that you're young but i i wouldn't put you under 21 yeah like just man on the street so <laughs> um no i i mean like i haven't seen you in person like you know you might look like uh oh shit was it doogie hauser was that the kid on tv that was the doctor um <laughs> sorry that show was probably over and canceled before you were born i just yeah. want to point out that i think you're almost closer in age to my uh soon to be three-year-old than you are to me damn (laughs) i think i i'm not very good at math because i you know obviously i didn't go to college but i i think so have now that you're out have you had any issues with coworkers? you know that people know how i know how police departments are they're like holy shit you know that guy's 19 have you had any issue with coworkers, or do people um you know treat you with respect uh, for the most part, my agency, they everyone treats me with respect. Um, the age really doesn't even come into question. Like, I'm able to hold my own. I'm able to help others out and back everybody up as much as anybody else. So the, the, the age doesn't really come into question. Have you run into that at all with citizens? Uh, no. I've, nobody's really asked me, or I don't even really tell anybody my age, but no, I really haven't had any issues on the road, really. So this question actually came because I, I told one of my friends I was talking to a younger guy in law enforcement, and they asked me to ask this. Do you feel like you have enough life experience to be handing out uh, to I'm sorry, to be handling major crises as well as people's asinine bullshit? Um, when it, OK, so obviously I can't say I have as much life experience as someone who's older. Um, but for me, I've just been able to kind of like, not, it sounds bad, but I, I've been able to like wing it. Like I've been able to, when it comes make to like, it DD, till you make it baby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like when it comes to like domestics and stuff like that, like I've been able to kind of like fake, like, Hey, I, I can relate, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, and, and make it, make it through. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of just like adapting. Like I've been able to. For me, I feel like a great skill I have is being able to adapt to this situation. So, like even like high stress situations um, or any anything that really happens, like I've just been able to adapt. Um, well, I, I don't I don't know. It's just, it's just I was raised well growing up and whatever. Or like from the training I've been able to get from the military and law enforcement, like I don't know. But like I've just been able to adapt well, and that's really just what's helped me at law enforcement. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a lot of life experience to say that I, I, I can relate to 
every single situation, but it's just being able to adapt and yeah, just fake it till you make it. See what you do on a call. If somebody calls that in question and say, Hey, look, I've seen plenty of TikToks about guys angry at their wives. I get it. I can relate. I can <laughs> empathize to you. <laughs> For real. That's how you do it. And that, and that was actually the example. I, I'm sure you've probably heard me say it on the podcast when I've talked about younger cops is, you know, I, you know, I started at 27 and at that point I had been married, I had kids and stuff. So that wasn't a big deal for me, but I, I kind of wondered out loud is if you're a younger person, you know, 19 years old, it, you know, where this really hit, I think was, uh, I talked to the two guys that were, um, Oh, they're brothers, I think, from Iowa. And one mm-hmm. of them started, oh, yeah, I started as reserve at 19. And I was like, what the fuck? I had no idea. It was totally foreign to me, this idea. And then I learned about you know different states that have that too. But my my thought was, how can you go to a DV and be able to like talk to these people and work through their problems when you know, you've know you never, never had an argument with a, a spouse or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so what the answer is, is fake it till you make it? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like when when I get called to a scene, I'm there for a reason. I'm there to figure out has a crime been committed. That's that's the main goal of why I'm there. So, as I'm trying to investigate everything that's going on, maybe yeah, you got to be able to just fake it till you make because you know, obviously, I don't have the life experience to be like, oh, I've been in this situation to to relate to you. You know, this is what you can do to help. I mean, hey. I can try to give you the best advice that I can give you um, from the experience I've gotten from this, this area, blah, blah, blah. Um, but as I said, I'm there for one purpose and it's either, it's either going to go one way, it's going to go the other. And if it goes one way, someone's going to go to jail. If it goes the other, then I could be able to try to help you with resources and everything like that. But yeah, we just got to be fake it, fake it till you make it. Have you ever been asked to work undercover at the high school? I have not, but I have been asked to work undercover. I, I think I know what you mean. Like, are you talking about like? I I was making a Twenty One Jump Street reference, but okay, okay, okay. No, I have not been asked to work undercover um, in high schools, but I've been I have worked undercover doing like alcohol stuff. Okay, like underage alcohol stuff. Okay, I'm sure that probably works out pretty well. Yeah. Now, do you? Again, not knowing exactly what you look like, um, do you think that you could walk into a liquor store and not get ID'd? Do you feel like you look old enough to drink alcohol, or do you think you would get ID'd? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. Allegedly, I allegedly, 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 he would never do such a thing. Exactly. Um, I feel like a dick asking this question because I wrote these out like, a couple <laughs> days ago. Go ahead. Um, but now talking to you, I, I I feel like I know the answer to this. You know what? Here, I'm going to change this. I can do that. So I wrote like a little question as a, I actually prepared for this podcast. You should be proud of me because I usually uh-huh. have no preparation. But I wrote in there, um, do you think at your age you're responsible enough to do the job? Which I assume is a yes, right? Yeah. Are there, let me, let me phrase it this way. Do you have, are you the youngest cop at your agency? Ooh. That you know of? Uh, that I know of? Yes. Okay. So let me ask, ask it this way. 
knowing what you know, and you know more, way more about Gen Z than I do, um, do you think people your age as a whole, as a community of uh, 20-year-olds are responsible enough to be cops? No. 100% no. Now, as I ask this, I fully realize there's 45-year-old men that are not responsible enough to be cops. Allegedly. Yeah, that's true. So there, there's that too. What – I don't want to put you on the spot here, but no, go ahead. When, you, when you wrote in – um, you said how long you've been on the job and you're new, but you referenced that I had opinions on not liking anybody uh, under 21 on the job and you wanted to give a different point of view. So from your point of view, you know, cause you, you're kind of looking up, you know, to the senior cops and stuff like that. Do yeah. you think, is there Gen Z, are you guys hiding something? Are you guys going to come in? When the rest of them are ready, I know the rest of them aren't ready yet. They're still cooking in college, getting getting ready to be professionals, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. But do you think Gen Z is going to surprise us? Do you think you guys are going to end up being better cops? Um, better cop. Okay, so it's hard to say. It's a loaded. Like, I know it's a totally yeah, loaded question, but yeah, what's your opinion on all that? So you got okay. So Gen Z, like so, like my my age group right now. There's only like a few, a few bunch of the apples that are that I would say are responsible enough to get a badge and a gun and go out and enforce laws at this age. Now, for the rest of the ones cooking in college right now, I so my opinion, I feel like the world's changing. The world's always changing. The environment around us is always it is changing, and it's it's always going to change. It's never going to be the same. And so I think that when the time comes, when Gen Z is going to be the ones taking over, then they'll be able to, um, I'd say, relate more to the current situation. Because a lot of the, so what I'm seeing right now, and especially like what I hear about like, like campus police and stuff like that, is that the older, older officers or deputies or whoever, they're not um, able to relate to like my generation as as well as the younger officers. So I feel that since the world's always changing and um, Gen Z is kind of involved in that more, um, they're, they'll be able to relate more with that group of people since that's the group of people we're going to be having to police. So I think for the time, they are ready to, to move up and take the responsibility that they will do good if if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Let me ask your opinion on this, man. As a young guy, a really young guy in law enforcement, well, let me take a step back. I I, I actually got a message the other day. Um, like you know, one of the FOP national FOP guys was talking on Fox News or something about if if things are going to get better for policing. And my understanding is. In Florida, it's it's pretty good place to be a cop, right? Yeah, but uh, there's there's a there's a hiring shortage everywhere in the country. A lot of places are lowering standards. A lot of places are trying to raise pay. Um, you know, I know out here in the middle of rural Iowa, they're having a really hard time finding cops. You know, where they used to post, you know, for one position they'd have thirty people. Now it's you know maybe they get a handful. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the same everywhere. Do you see law enforcement 
getting better as far as people wanting to be cops and, and well, I'll stop there. What, what do you think about that? Um, I, so I think it's just kind of like uh, the trend to like hate the police right now. That's, that's just how the trend is. And I feel that once this quote unquote trend dies down, then more and more people will actually voice their opinion talking about, Hey, now when again, the law enforcement or more people would step up to actually take the place. Um, I do believe that it will, it will get better. Um, and there's hope for, there's hope for the career field because at the end of the day, people know that we need police. It's not something that you can just get rid of people saying disband the police. Like it's not something we can just, Oh, flat out tomorrow. We're done with the police because it'd be fucking chaos. So I do think it's going to get better. Um, I do think our gen- my generation is will at, will someday step up and and take responsibility because I had like something I had to learn quickly is that like this world is gonna eat you up and spit you back out if you don't you know step up and take shit serious. So once my generation gets out of college and fucking actually sees that for their own for themselves, then that's when I, that's the day that I'll, that I'll know that the change is coming. And I know high school wasn't yesterday for you, but I mean, is that something people talked about in high school is they're going to be cops? I, I would just think in a this sm- day and small age, handful, small handful. handful. Um, I mean, if, if it's a small handful in the near future, then I guess it's going to be a small handful of people that are actually going to step up. But um but yeah, I it's just yeah, at some point, some point my generation they'll they'll get hit in the face and figure out that life isn't easy and life isn't as easy as college makes it seem. It's not the everyday wake up college lifestyle. Like um once they realize that, then they kind of they're like, Oh shit. Like hit their oh the oh shit moment. So do you, what do your friends think? You know, because you mentioned a lot of your friends are in college and, and doing that whole thing. Do they think you're nuts for bypassing that to go to fucking work or what kind of feedback have you gotten from them? So if I take a step back to high school, um, so in high school, when I first started saying, I want to get in law enforcement, like stuff like that, you know, of course, all your friends, like, like everyone in high school, everyone's your friend. Like everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, everyone follows you on Instagram. Everyone does blah, blah, blah. Right. But then once 2020 hit and I'm like, Hey, you know, yeah, all this stuff is bad in law enforcement, but, you know, there's still good officers out there, blah, blah, blah. It's law enforcement, something I want to get into. Like, I probably lost so many fucking connections, so many friends, um, just because of the matter of fact that I wanted to get in law enforcement. And so, really, now, nowadays, like, I don't, I mean, I, I keep in touch with people back home, but I don't really keep in touch as much as I used to. Um, but for the small group of friends, I'd say I have that are back home, they still support me and stuff like that. But for the rest of my acquaintances that I had in high school and stuff like that, nah, they don't really, they don't really fuck with me. If you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And I guess, let me just ask you this as, as a young guy watching the shit in 2020, was there ever a moment where you're like, no, fuck cops. I don't want to be part of this anymore. Uh, nah. Nah, like as I said, like I was fucking, I was the very first agency I applied to was Detroit Police Department. That's 
at the time it was like the, the highest fucking crime rate in America, and like no one would be a cop there. Like I didn't really care where I like I didn't really care where I was gonna go. Like I just wanted to go be able to be a cop somewhere, and if that meant going to the shittiest fucking city, um, no offense, but you know what I mean in the in the country, then that's what I was gonna do. So. Um, because like I said, it was just a burning fire in the back of my head, and I needed, I wanted to do it. So, by the way, jumping back to high school, you said COVID hit your senior year. Did you get to like do the like to actually graduate or anything like that, or you get robbed? Nah, it was all online. Uh, like I, dude, I didn't have a prom, sucks. I didn't have nothing. That is fucking brutal, man. That's... Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back to the podcast. I want to talk to you about my buddy Brad Williams over at Police Fit. You guys see him on the page every single Monday on Poorly Made Police Memes. Brad's going to help the new applicants and active officers smash their fitness and regain their health. Brad has 11 years experience in the fitness industry, 17 years in the military, and is also a first responder. He's going to share his experience and expertise to help applicants get their dream job and help active first responders regain their health. That's Police Fit, and I'll have a link for you on the podcast description. Back to the podcast. Now, as you're on the job now, I, and again, I, I assume Florida sunshine and rainbows, I could be wrong, but obviously, you know, you follow my page, you see the memes about being a burnout and stuff like that. Do you, what's your thought on that? Like when you see like the older cops saying, oh, the job is dead, you know, what's your opinion on people that think that way? Uh, I mean, it kind of, it's just, I feel like the job is what i mean it's fucking cliche but it's what you make of it like um obviously i've only been on for a year so like i don't know how it feels to be on for five plus years or whatever um like i felt a little burnout because once i first i did the stupid thing that every rookie does once they first get off on their own like work as much overtime as possible um and that burned me out for the first couple months that i was on um, by myself but um i mean it's just what you make of it really like if you want to I try to come in with a like a good mindset every day. I come into work ready to work every day, um, and I try to do my do like I, I try to I just try to do my best. That's that's all I can can control. Um, so it's just trying doing controlling what I can and doing my best, um, and not trying to keep all that negative um, the negative stuff in my head talking about the job's dead or anything like that. Um, but I mean, I can see it. I see it. Like I see what I see what the older guys mean by the job's dead. How admin fucks you over sometimes. I see. I see it all. Okay. What is something or some things that the older generation of cops doesn't? Or you know what? Let me ask it this way: What is something or some things your observations that the older generation doesn't understand about or about Gen Z or about police work? Um, so it's kind of a big question, yeah, but i i I'm looking for in this i I'm just curious, you know basically, and I don't mean this derogatory, but what do the kids think of us, you know, like uh, the younger cops, like what do you i mean what are we what are we in your opinion, millennials, gen Xers, um the few boomers that are left in law enforcement, what do we not understand about you guys, and what are we getting wrong? about law enforcement in your opinion i i mean 
Okay, so I can't speak about I can't speak on any other agency, but like for my agency, like I just wish that the older the older guys would know that like I'm I know I know you guys are burnt out. I know you guys are like the job's dead. Like I get it. But like for me, like I'm new, like I have that I still have that burning fire in me wanting to fucking be proactive, wanting to go make stops, want to go find drugs, stuff like that. Like being able to like help like craft me more you know what i mean because like when i was on fto that's really the only place i was able to like really really learn and be able to be able to get crafted into the deputy i am today but like with the older guys they're more burnt out they're tired they don't want to do shit um like it makes it seem like they're lazy but i get it you know you've been on for five plus years i get it but like i just wish they would kind of just teach more, be able to shape me more, be able to keep that fire burning in me. So it doesn't keep like, try to keep that fire burning in me as long as possible. I would say um, to keep, just keep having hope and being able to teach us, us young guys as much as possible. Because I, as I said, it's the burning fire. I'm trying to fucking chase the world and do whatever, but I can't do that with, with half my shifts in a fucking wild wild day. So <laughs> You know, that gives me hope, man, because I, me personally, and, and I I tried very hard to, you know, help the new people the best I could. It, I wasn't always the best mentor. I'm not going to come out here and you know, say that or anything like that. But it felt sometimes people didn't want that mem- mentorship. And I know everybody's different, right? You know, we didn't yeah. work at the same agency, who so I I would have loved to have somebody like you being a new guy that actually you know wants to learn shit because that learning in that is kind of a two way street. You know, like you have to have somebody willing to learn, you have to have somebody willing to teach. Yeah. Um, and, and I mentioned this on a podcast um, that for you probably just came out a couple days ago, but it'll probably be a couple weeks back now with my my buddy from Canada and we that was kind of a big topic of discussion as we kind of talked about this idea of you know being on the same team and getting along and supporting each other and stuff like that and it it kind of bums me out man to to hear that you know you want to learn you have this desire to learn you have this desire to get involved and people are like nah fuck that yeah. now i i get where they they're coming from based on you know, if they've been on for a couple of years, the last five years, like, you know, you, some, you know, good work is sometimes rewarded by uh, write-ups and getting in trouble and all this shit. And so people yeah. are just done. I'm fucking done with it. But it, uh, you know, again, I've mentioned it before. And I'll mention it again. You're in Florida. You can do whatever you want. I mean, uh, we're getting limited on what we can do. Yeah, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Am I being, is Fox News lying to me again? Well, okay, okay. It is like Ron DeSantis. <laughs> like he's all, you know, we, we love him. We love him. But when it comes to agencies, like they're starting to like a lot of like proactive units are starting to get dismantled and stuff like that. So it just depends where you are, what agency you're at, et cetera. I hate like the knee jerk reactions because I'm assuming, you know, we're, we're just, a couple weeks out of the Memphis thing now yeah. that's people are going to start, you know, taking, taking away proactive units again, you know, whoever in wherever Florida or in Detroit or in North Carolina or wherever the fuck they are, 
they didn't do that. But, yeah. oh, we got to take away proactive units because they're bad. And I just, it's not fair. Life's not fair. I get it. But I, I hate that somebody or a couple people do something fucking stupid and everybody else in law enforcement has to pay the price for that. And, it you know, the society's going to pay the price because you can't, you know, there's places you can't pull over people for rolling through a stop sign because, I don't know, somehow everything's racist now. I, it's just like, yeah. What is happening right now? I, I just feel like it's in bizarro world. Like if it's on the books, it's against the law. What's so hard to understand about that? I don't know. But yeah. it I don't know. I on one hand, I'm really excited for the future talking to you. So I'm just gonna assume every person under nineteen I talk to is like you. Uh, am I off on that? No. Uh, you shouldn't do that. It, it depends. It depends. It depends. So this is what we're gonna do. I need some help. Okay. You uh, are the official Gen Z translator for PMPM. I don't know if you okay. knew that, but you know that now. <laughs> All right. Um, what I need to do is I don't know some of these terms, and so I want you to help me with them, okay? Ah, shit. Okay. I don't... <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, you know what's funny is I I was going to do this whole bit where I was going to have you determine if it was a Gen Z word or if it was like a medieval word, but the medieval ones are so fucking far out there. And the Gen Z ones are so far out there. There's no way you could miss any of them. Okay. So, um, I was going to say though, I came across a good medieval word that we should probably add into all of our vocabularies. It is Mm. groke. It is a verb. To gaze at some groke G R O K E groke. To gaze at someone while they're eating in the hope that they'll give you some of their food. Groke. Groke. Okay. It's kind of a weird word, but like I, I just I I imagine my dog doing that whenever I eat. My dog yeah. is always groking at the table. Uh I feel like my wife kind of senses that sometimes where I'm still hungry and she's like, Do you want some more of my food? <laughs> the nasty Browns burgers. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Let's yep. see how many of these you get right. Okay. First one. Glow up. What does that mean? Glow up. That means. Okay. So a glow up. Okay. Let's say I'll give an example. Okay. It's like back in high school, you looked kind of like fugly, like kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but then once you got to like college, you had a glow up. So like you got like more attractive. You know, so it's just, yeah. You got, you, you basically just, Became more attractive. I'm going to give you the point for that. All right. That's one out of one. Slay. Ooh, slay. Slay. Okay. So slay, that's like, damn, it's, it's, that's hard to give like a definition. Um, basically, you can use it in like, a sentence. Ah, that's hard. Okay. So, because girls use that girls use that a lot like oh you're you're or like slay like when like you're looking good like when they have like a fire outfit on like you just like slay did i get that you, you give me that no I, i'm gonna give you partial credit for that well according to this uh random website that i found it's probably putting viruses on my computer as we speak <laughs> this word means to do something well or to do a good job 
Okay. So what I want you to do next time you come in from a shift and you write a bunch of tickets, hand your tickets into the Sarge and say, I slayed today, Sarge. I'm sure that would go over well. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got you. Okay. Bet. Bet. I mean, that's just another word for like, all right. Like, just bet. All right. Yeah, that, that one's right. So we're uh we're up to 2.5 points. Vibing. Vibing. That just means you're just you're chill, like you're mellow, like you're 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 just vibing, like you know, like listen to a song, you're chilling. That's that's my definition of vibing. Okay, yeah. I like I can go with that one. All right, here's this one I've actually never heard before, so I'm curious if you know it. Stan. Stan? S-T-A-N? Yes. Stan? I've never heard Stan. Okay, so the boomers may have just added this one in for fun. This word is synonymous with supporting something. I don't know where that came from. What? That doesn't make any sense. Boomer wrote that for sure. Yeah. Uh, The next one's sus. We all know what sus is. Yeah. Um, We all know what facts are. I actually... I like that one. That is a good Gen Z thing. I do like facts. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, a simp. A simp. That is someone who fucking like drools over, like falls in love with a girl and wants to do everything for them. Like a girl or a guy, but mostly guys to girls. Like let's say they see a girl online, they're in their 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 comments like oh my goodness you look so good let me buy you this let me buy you that that's a simp yeah i like it i presume that being a simp in this day and age is is that like if you're trying to court a a girl is that a good thing or a bad thing do girls like simps hell nah okay listen no like okay okay, for my generation for my generation okay you will not okay now there are those some those few girls that that would like it but you will not get a girl if you're fucking simping like you gotta like no 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 no. you need to be yourself like don't drool over like they're not the world like once you guys are like dating stuff like that like you're official then you can kind of simp not like extreme but like you can kind of simp <laughs> for her you know stuff like that but like when you're trying to get with her no 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 no. you will be left you get friend zoned if you try to simp for the girl do not do that at all. All right. So friend zone still exists in this day and age. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hate that place. Um, <laughs> terrible place. Let me let me throw this out because I, I just want to understand the simp thing a little better because I'm curious of the, the courting practices of the young people these days. If you were to do, – do guys get girls flowers anymore to ask them out? Like if you're going to like ask them to dance no. or something – no flowers, because no. I was going to say, if you gave a girl you liked without asking him out, just brought him some flowers one day, is that being a simp or is that being a gentleman? I mean, be, that's being a gentleman, because not a lot of okay. no, but no one does. I now I have never done that. So, um, but yeah, that's being bro, a gentleman, bro. Okay, if you're going to be an honorary millennial, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, and I know all the girls are going to agree that listen to this podcast. Chicks, I don't know why. I just broke my microphone. But chicks, they love 
They love flowers because okay. it's the thought that matters, dude. Get some fucking flowers. Trust me God. on that. Okay. I've learned like a lot. Real from flowers you. or fake flowers? Did you just fucking ask <laughs> that question? Real I gotta, flowers. Listen, listen, you know, real I can save, flowers. I can save five bucks here and there, you know. No, dude, you go into the Walmart, they always have it doesn't, I mean, I don't know, rip the sticker off, let's be honest. But <laughs> you go in the Walmart, they usually have the bargain flowers for five bucks. They look okay. just the same. Sometimes you gotta pay $9.97. Yeah. Get real flowers. They'll look nice for a couple days. It'll be really good. That trust me on that one. You okay, gotta get the flowers. Probably why I'm single, so I'll, I'll get flowers. <laughs> that's the time. only reason, bud. Once you get the flowers, <laughs> you are fucking ready to go. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. The next term. Slaps. Like like this shit slaps. Yeah. What does I mean, that it's mean? just like I mean, like most I hear like most when people eat, like eating food, like when it's like good, like like really good. <laughs> and it's just like this shit slaps. That's that's the best definition I have. Okay. You're you're on with that one. It's funny. I think I do like that one too. Cause it I feel like you cannot very ironically say something slaps. Cause I feel like that probably started with music. But Yeah, but it's it's changed. I don't know if it's you have this word in your your vocab that you're going off of, but now it's bussing. I I actually <laughs> it's not on here. I thought it was gonna be here. Um, but bussin is one. So here's a little shout out to my my brother that's been on the podcast. But his uh his daughter is Gen Z, and he will fucking and we do it to her too. Like anytime we see her, we just try to talk in Gen Z to her, mm. and we don't really know the word, so it's a lot of no cap and bussin and stuff uh, like that. Uh, yeah, it's very cringe. Yeah, it is. I cringe right now. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Understood the assignment. I think that one's self-explanatory. All right. What's the cap thing? Cap, Where the fuck did that come cap. from? Uh, uh, I have an idea. Honestly, like no cap. Um, like I mean, it's really it has like multiple meanings though. It's like, damn, that's a hard one to def- defy. No cap. I mean, I guess like not putting like a limit to something like, like no, there's like no limit to whatever you're you're talking about. See, I don't, I don't my, know where it came from, but my impression on cap is a lie. So if you say if someone's capping, then they're lying. Oh, you're talking about capping. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like no cap because like people people well, say like no, no cap, cap. But doesn't that mean if it's no cap, that means I'm not lying? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. This <laughs> I have no idea. Not very bussing of you. All right, yeah. we got a few more of them here. T T E A. This is drama. Gossip. Okay. Gossip. All right. All right. That's fucking weird too. Um, valid. That's self-explanatory. Here's something G- Gen Z does. A lot is yikes. They've really brought yikes back. Yikes. Yikes. Big yikes. I have never heard that. <laughs> really? I've I, never heard yikes. I I see that in my comments a lot. If I post something yikes that is like maybe a little 
I don't know. I feel like anything I post these days is vanilla anyway. Fuck you, Facebook and Instagram. But <laughs> I, I I am limited, I feel like, sometimes. I have a lot worse, but I can't put it out. But, like, if I put something that may be a little controversial and upsets people a little bit, they'll put oof or big yikes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. I don't, I don't know why people say that. Okay, like, I kind of like I, 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 I try to bring back Ope when I was back Ope's home. a good one. Yeah, but that's only a Midwest thing. It didn't carry over to Florida. Is Kansas really in the Midwest though? Yes, I don't know why people don't say Kansas is not. Kansas is in the Midwest. I don't really know where else. See, I feel like the Plain states kind of get ignored a little bit because they're kind of the midwest um like oklahoma i don't even know what oklahoma is oklahoma like, is the same thing as, as kansas it's, tex- <laughs> it's like, texas's hat is what oklahoma is basically it's the same thing as kansas just flat do you know in kansas the barbed wire museum is there i went there once the what very the barbed wire museum the bar very exciting where, where is that at it's um, I couldn't even tell you the name of the town. It's probably like some small uh, ass corn town in the middle of nowhere. I want to say it's probably a couple hours out of Wichita. Okay. And because uh, we we used to do this thing on the Fourth of July where we and hopefully we can keep doing it in the future, but we try to go experience the Fourth of July somewhere else. Okay. And uh, really, we've only done it a couple times. We went down to uh uh. Amarillo, Texas, which, by the way, I don't know why George Strait was so obsessed with it. It's not a whole lot to write home about. <laughs> um, and then we end up going to Wichita one time. And so that that little town happened to be like a middle point for us or a good place to stop. Okay. And the fucking barbed wire museum was there. Very exciting stuff. Okay. Okay. And when I say I very exciting stuff, I mean, it's not. It's oh, wire. Wire. Yeah. It's basically the whole museum could be summed up as, oh, uh, people were trespassing uh, on on people's land, so they they put up barbed wire, and now now we don't have cowboys. That could have been the whole museum. Well, damn. Yeah. So I I kind of spoiled it for everybody, and I apologize for that. Big yikes on my part. No cap. <laughs> it's not very bussin. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We got. Uh, basic. I think we all know what that is. Um, ghost. That's been around for a while. Yeah, right? being ghosted. Yeah. yeah. I I have to say I like main character, which is self-explanatory, but I kind of like that in the use of storytelling. I think it's kind of cheeky and fun. Do you use that? No. Let, let me just let me just be clear. I don't use any of these terms that you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I know the new one for for main characters like he, uh, he's him, or like like if like if you look on TikTok, like you'll oh, no. like you'll see in the comments like he's him, Himothy, Hemi Neutron, like it's just like he's him. That's the new main character. That's so, why I don't go on TikTok. Hey, that's how you get all the. That's how you keep up with the the trends. No. No. Why? Okay. Can you explain that to me? Because I actually, I posted about this a couple of years ago. It came up on my memories today. I don't understand the trends because everybody, everybody hates that. No new original movies come out, right? Like, Oh, everything's a remake. Everything's a ripoff, but we are totally cool 
with the trends on TikTok. I don't get it. It's like everybody's doing the same thing in their own way, and it's just it's boring. Am well, I okay? I don't get it. So Let me understand tying this tying this back to law enforcement, right? So with me being younger and me being able to like like I'm still not I'm not into the stuff, but I I see the stuff like on Instagram, TikTok, and all that shit. Like I'm able to when it comes to juveniles, like on the street, like I'm able to, as I said, relate more with them knowing these terms and everything like that because these older guys they don't know shit about it like when they talk about like <laughs> like i'm serious like when you're on the street i was actually i have written down i was gonna ask you if you're ever called to translate on gen z calls yeah yeah like some sometimes they'd be asking me about like because the kids be talking like these these rap songs or whatever like that like these popular rap songs or something. I'm like, oh yeah, I heard that shit on TikTok or something like that. Like, oh, you know, like like you're, it, it, like me keeping up with these trends, I'm able to relate with these kids and be able to like know what they're talking about whenever they say what's bussing or whatever the fuck they're saying. Like it's easy to keep up with them because I see it. You know what I mean? Are you just justifying all the time you spend on TikTok? <laughs> that too, that too. I do spend <laughs> a lot of time on TikTok. I still to this day, I do not have a TikTok and my brother, I will send my brother reels all day. And he's Hell like, no. you, Hell he's no. like Hell you no. know, those are TikToks. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm an adult. I'm on Instagram. Thank you. Well, for some reason now, I don't know why, but like my reels have just been filled with people getting like getting shot and stuff like that. Like, I don't know why Instagram, like, I'm serious. Like Instagram is like the new Twitter. Like I've just been seeing all what? this fucking shit on my reels. I don't know why, but, um, but yeah, TikTok, I'm telling you, TikTok, you just download it, you'll get addicted no. to it. It's pretty nice. China. It's it's like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. China. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I'm still I don't know, man. I got it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Social media overload, man. I don't even have a Twitter. I have Facebook and Instagram. Well, I have a Twitter. People tell me I should post there more, but it's I don't know, I'm lazy. It's something else. But yeah. it's weird the reels thing. And it's like for the most part, I just get like really dumb, you know, people trying to be funny and one out of five is really funny. But occasionally, like there was one that popped up and it was like a guy jumping into the pool, but he missed the pool and mm. he like fucking split his head open. I, I got to think he's dead. Like there's no way anybody survived that. I'm like, why did this show up? That's what I'm saying. Like for some reason, my reels have just been like fucking getting more and more and more like like gory like i don't really care about that stuff but it's just like i'm like damn (laughs) dude i don't get that shit fucking not to go on a rant but you know like my shit like i mentioned shoot in a meme like just the word shoot it got taken down but like i've seen deaths on instagram i don't i don't understand it how does that work I, i have no idea it's instagram it is boomer stuff. For real. All right. Well, here's what we should do real quick before we get into some of my dumb questions. We need to do the officer of the podcast. As you guys know, if uh, you nominate your buddy, you email me at poorlymadepolicememes at gmail.com. Potentially, I could read the nomination on the podcast in your friend, coworker, hopefully not lover. That could be a little weird. Uh, they could win the officer of the podcast, and I will send them out a specially made patch made by my good buddies over at Ghost Patch. 
This week, again, yet again, Officer Blankety wins. My shift mate, Officer Blankety, is kick-ass. Dude is a solid backup on any call and is proactive as hell. Blankety grew up in the projects and chose a better life for himself. He's a great husband and a great dad. Blankety is a complete shit magnet and has uh, drugged me into a whole bunch of chaos out of nowhere and is always a good time. Blankety got knocked out in a fight at a car dealership last year and woke up and jumped back in the fight. And I don't know what he's trying to say there, but um, baton the fuck out of the guy despite being injured. Blankety routinely works an hour or more over shift to make sure his reports are complete and the victims have closure. He never skips out on getting on the warrant issued so the bad guys pays for what he did, even if it's more work. He's a true professional and great all-around dude. He does not get the credit he deserves. Very well done, Officer Blankety. Does he deserve air horns, a T-Rex, or an applause? Uh, T-Rex, T-Rex. Gotta go with the T-Rex. I think that's the first time I hit the soundboard today, man. I'm getting getting (laughs) slow in my old age. All right, so here, let's do this, man. Let's get into some of my dumb questions. The the first question I usually ask people is what what is like your rookie mistake? But this should be pretty fresh in your mind. What's the dumbest thing you've done so far? Oh, fuck. Okay. So in my agency, okay, so where I work, um, so we're we're a medium-large agency. So we we have people on the road. So like whenever you need backup, your backup is there. But there's sometimes like when going to like domestics and stuff like that, like I would get there first and then my backup probably be like a couple minutes behind me. So like I got, I'd go up and like knock on the door, do whatever. Right. Some people say, wait for the backup, do whatever. But that's just, that's just how we do at the agency. Okay. So during, so I, this is the first time I've experienced a hurricane in Florida. Like I've never had it been in a hurricane. I've been in tornadoes, something like that, but hurricane, hurricane hit. So everything was fucking flooded in my area. And so Basically, there was a D. So for the time during the hurricane, we weren't answering like DVs or anything like that. It was one of like serious, serious crimes. So all these DVs were pending after the hurricane happened. As I said, it's all flooded. Um, there's a DV and we we're trying to get over to the the victim. They said they're in the house. Dad was hitting the 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 daughter or whatever. And but they, they couldn't get to us because it was flooded. So we were like, hey, we need like a high water vehicle to be able to get over there. And so my sergeant said, okay, we need some one of you guys to get over there to to try to split them apart, do whatever. So my thinking, um, there's like a there's a neighbor that came by. He's like, hey, I can give you a ride in my truck and go over there. So I'm like, I guess I was like in my head, I was like, fuck it. You know, the sergeant said, get over there, get over there. So I rode by myself in this random dude's truck <laughs> all, <laughs> all the way to this dude's house. And I'm telling you, it's like pitch black, it's all the way to the back of the fucking in the woods it's all flooded he drops me off leaves me so i'm back there don't even know where the fucking house is i go to the wrong house trying to figure out where like this dv is and then i eventually find the house uh, um and the thankfully the guy didn't come come out with a fucking gun or do whatever but he comes out and the victim eventually walks to the other deputies on the other side of the, like, the flooded area so i'm just over here with this guy by myself and my backup's like fucking far far as hell away like so we end up arresting the guy doing whatever and then i got my fucking ass chewed the fuck out he's like 
what what would have happened if you came up with a gun, shot you, we couldn't even get to you because it's flooded, blah, 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 blah. And so that was probably my my good ass chewing that set in my man, set in my mind for for officer safety. So you know what? That happens to the best of us. But yeah, yeah. once you uh once you make that mistake once, you don't usually make it again. Yeah. I and that's I don't know. I like to talk about that stuff because it's really weird to me. You know, because obviously you're working in a big agency. I worked for a, a decent sized agency too. There was no reason to ever go to a call for the most part without, you know, waiting 30 seconds or waiting a minute or two for your cover kind of thing. Yeah. With rare exceptions, you know, sometimes you're the odd man out kind of thing. But I just feel for these guys in these really small agencies because you may have that DV and your cover is across the county. Ain't nobody coming. And so you're like, well, I'm just going to roll up there and, and hope for the best. And if something bad happens and hope they get there quick kind of thing, it's just totally foreign and fucking weird to me. I assume where you work, they kind of drill into you the whole contact and cover thing. Yes. I mean, as I said, it, where I'm where I'm assigned right now, we have the, the the we're able to have more backup than other areas. So there's there's still the part of the counties that there's only like one deputy covering it just because the fact that there's no. There's no calls like that. It's mostly like just like country stuff, like country life out there. So if shit goes goes down over there, your closest backup is like 30 minutes away, and that's them running code 100 miles per hour. So um, we do have those those parts within the county, but mostly like the more populated areas. That's where they throw all the other deputies, so we're able to cover each other. But yeah, they're they're big on on taking your time and not rushing into things because there's no need to rush into something that doesn't need to be rushed. I forgot to ask about this a little bit earlier on. Where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Is there any special assignments you want to get into or anything like that? So as of now, um, it's like this year, like I'm, so I'm, I'm young, I'm in good shape. Um, so I plan on getting, trying out for SWAT this year. Um, but moving, like looking further down, like right now I have, I have, I have aspirations to go federal. I, like I, that's what I believe like the just being able to go do like internet crimes um, like for like homeland security um, and like the lifestyle I feel like it's something that I have a like that that's a goal of mine but obviously um, it's just taking day by day and um, just seeing where seeing where things lead me because I I love my agency that I'm at right now and if I end up staying and wanting to promote then that's what I'll do but like I'm in a good I'm in a good place right now I'm young uh, if I choose to stay with my agency, then I can uh, retire young. And if I choose to move federal, then I'm in a good space, got time on the road, um, military, college, et cetera. So it's kind of just all up in the air. But, yeah, I have aspirations to go federal, but we'll kind of see what happens here in the next couple of years. Fair enough. Well, I mean, you have you have a lot of options for sure. Yeah. Again, I, I the way I usually ask this question is, is you know, what is something you wish you knew that, you know, now, and I usually, you know, say, you know, as a young man, you know, you wish you would have known starting out. So even though, you know, you're a little younger than me, what is, what is something you wish you knew a little bit earlier in life that, you know, now? Um, I wish I knew earlier in life, how, how, um, how important like life is like, like, cause I go to, we go to fucking dead people. Like we go and see dead people all the fucking time. And like, you don't appreciate life as much until you see stuff like that. Um, so I just, 
I wish I, when I was younger, appreciated, I mean, I know I'm young, but like when I was younger, younger, appreciated like the time I was in, the experience that I was in and not taking for granted. This is kind of embarrassing, but I, one of the reasons I waited so long to really like decide I want to be a cop is I don't like dead people. I know some cops are, you know, they find it really interesting. It never was like my favorite call. I got, you know, obviously I got to a point when I started that I could go and handle it and deal with it. My fucking cat just took out my LED lights. You, (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that? But anyway, um, I, I had a hard time kind of processing that. And I was like, I don't want to fucking see dead people. Yeah. Once you've seen one dead person, you've seen a lot of dead people, you know, every once in a while you will see something. You're like, holy shit, that's fucking weird. But once you kind of, I guess, mature and just kind of accept that it's part of life and it just kind of is what it is. And, and especially, you know, if it's a homicide or or something like that, like what you're doing is going to bring justice to them kind of thing, or even, you know, even if it is a natural death, that you're going to do a good job just to make sure everything's on the up and up that, you know, God forbid nothing happened to them kind of thing. Like you're, you're just, you're doing your best to honor them no matter how they died kind of thing. And I think if you, if you look at it like that, it's a little easier to deal with, but yeah, I gotta be honest, man. Like when I was 19, 20 years old, that I was like totally freaked out. And I was like, I don't even want to fucking be near a dead body. Yeah. Like, it's just something that I had to learn like super quick. Um, like, I mean, dead, like that type of stuff, gore, all that, it doesn't really affect me. I mean, I say it doesn't affect me, but, um, who knows in the future, but like, of course us cops, we're not supposed to, we deal with stuff that normal humans are supposed to deal with normal people, humans, but we're supposed to see, but like, even like that at 19, like, like it's fucking just crazy having to have to deal with these type of emotions yourself, try to understand yourself and like, try to like, um, be like, okay, this is something we have to see every single day. This is something I have to deal with every single day, you know? And it's not even really like the dead people that get me. I think it's the, it's when I'm watching someone die, that's, that's, that's what it does. It's not, it just sticks with me. You know, you just like, that's something you remember. So being able to like see that and being able to think to yourself, like, okay, you know, this is what happened, you know, this is what I need to do to try to, um, like talking to someone about it to help myself cope with whatever I had to deal with. Um, and just like learning how to learning at such a young age, how to control that type of stuff. Um, it's just something different. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a different feeling. You know what? I I guess this is probably worth exploring. And and again, like, I, I don't think it's fair to like pigeonhole you as like, you're the Gen Z, you know what all Gen Z's think. That's obviously like flawed logic. <laughs> but generationally, you know, I, I feel like millennials, you know, we didn't do a lot right, but we were kind of starting to normalize, you know, talking to people and, and deal with mental health type stuff. Is that kind of the same in, in Gen Z or like, is it kind of like an accepted thing? Hey, it's okay to talk to people kind of thing, or is it still kind of like a, a taboo subject? I mean... I know, I know it's pushed more to reach out and talk to people just because of the fact that there's so many resources out there for you to be able to be able to like, just speak your mind or talk to someone. 
Um, so I think that's something good that our generation or my generation does is that um, they make it okay for you to be able to reach out and express yourself how you want to express yourself or open up however you want to open yourself up with. Now, something that I struggle with is is talking to people because I'm I I grew up like my parents grew uh raised me to be like independent, you know, independent like think of my own stuff like that. So it's a little bit harder for me to open up to um on certain topics, stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's something that Gen Z does good on is we're able to express ourselves more. Let's dive into that a little bit. And and this is probably something I, I neglected in the first part of the podcast, but it's it's unfair, but it's kind of the uh the stereotype that, oh, you kids, you grew up on your computers and your video games and you know, you don't know how to talk to people in person because all you guys do is, you know, talk through Xbox or talk through, you know, messaging or whatever. Is that fair at all? Do we have that wrong? Or what do you think? Uh no, you have that right. I mean, we grew up with technology. Like you guys, what you grew up with like a did you even have a TV? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to you know what? My first TV, I had to get up and physically change the channel. I'm not even kidding. Uh but uh but yeah, I mean we grew up with technology. That's just it's something that like it's just everyone knows we grew up with technology. We're the technology um, generation. So being able to, as I said, have the resources available, um, the different ways to express yourself. Because like you can fucking if you need a counselor, like go on Discord, do it, like so many different types of, of ways you can um, get help or just even just as I said, express yourself, do whatever. Um, and that's probably something I have to give my generation props to is that we're able to. They're very innovative when it comes to that type of stuff. Um, but, but when it comes to talking in person though, that is something we fucking lack. Like it's, it's fucking great. Like if you go to a college, right. Any, any college right now, like you can walk around and say like, good morning. And like, they'd be, it'd be rare for someone to say good morning back and even like talk to you or like even keep eye contact with you in my generation. It's fucking crazy. Now, is that something you suffer from, or is that an observation from just observing your uh, your peers? Nah, I mean, when I when I first got into this career, I had to like learn how to like talk to people and stuff like that, um, or like not talk to people, but like like be able to be like assertive and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, with my generation, it's it's something that I've very much noticed, like. And it's something like my friends tell me about, even at, um, when they're saying at school, like no one talks on campus. Like it's hard to meet people on campus because it is. Yeah. That's why I hear it's just very hard to meet people on campus because no one, everyone throughout the day is just walking by, getting to classes, listening to music. That's the biggest thing is people just listening to music and doing their own thing. Um, and no one wants to talk anymore um, except when like going out and doing whatever, but. But yeah, that's a huge problem I see. And even like even every single day, like when I'm going out, like if I go like to like the mall or something, go to Walmart or something, like people my age, they just don't know how to talk to people. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out in the long run. Like if it is, it's just one of those things like, you know, 
I don't know why I keep using this term, but you know, Gen Z le- needs a little more time to cook. And then yeah. once they get out in the real world and they're like, Oh, we got to talk to people. It won't be such a, a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, well, yeah, it's just, we'll, we'll have to see like, it's gonna, they're good. People are gonna have to like hit the wall and see like, Oh shit. Like once you're in the real world, like you're in the real world and they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure out. What is the proudest moment of your career so far? Oof. That's a good one. That's a good one. <clears throat> um, The proudest moment of my career. I probably want to say, like, I, I can't think of, like, a one-time thing where it's like, ah, oh, this is the this day is like what is like the proudest thing. Nah, like it's probably whenever I know that what I did that day, like actually truly helped someone. So like, for example, without outing myself going to a, going to like a 911 check of like kids crying for help that their dad's beating them or whatever. And then I'm able to get on scene and, and, deal with the dad and then talk to the kids and the kids have marks all over them for being hit. The dad's drunk as hell and being able to like take them away from that situation, get them, get their mother there, get their help and separate them from the situation. Like, so it's like stuff like little things like that, like knowing um, that like what I did that day, like actually truly helped someone like not the, like, I guess like, get a call like a stolen property or something and doing the report and that leads on to snot like stuff that like i can do now and like see the results right now that's probably the the proudest moments of my career i like that by the way um i'm just saying and, I, and i'm not pointing at you at all but i always took satisfaction in trying to do a good report for like something stupid like a burglary because i wanted to give we all know a lot of these are not going to be solved, especially if there's not, you know, serial numbers or whatever, good prints. Yeah. But I wanted to give the best chance for it to be solved. It's a good chance yeah. it's not going to be solved, but I felt like just a little more effort. And that that always made me feel like I always I always liked turning in a good report. It always warmed my soul a little bit. I need more of that in my life. And and apparently it's a perishable skill because I can't speak anymore and I can't write anymore. <laughs> so I need to probably do some reports. Would you want your kid to be a cop? Uh, if they truly wanted to, I knew they truly wanted to, then yes. But um, it would just depend. Like if, as I said, if they truly wanted to, not just because, ah, you're doing it, like you do it, so I want to do it. Hell no. Nah. Like, like find your passion. But like if I saw they truly had a passion for it, they truly wanted to do it, then um, I couldn't say no. I like that. I, I'm kind of surprised that you were a little hesitant just based on you and your, um, I gotta say, man, you're one of the people that have been on the, I mean, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised talking to a lot of people on the podcast that are like still really into the job and in, in it for the right reason. You know, it, it makes me feel good that not everybody's completely fucking burnt out, but yeah. you're really excited to be there. And I, I was kind of like, Oh, Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. I hope he's a cop. I don't know why I expected that, but that was a good answer. <laughs> I'm not taking away from your answer. I was just, I thought that was what you were going to answer. I got you. 
here here's some advice for you that you have you heard the whole assumption thing what that stands for uh no nah, speak a little bit about it assumptions um it makes an ass out of you and me okay sit on that one for a little bit it'll make sense but when you make assumptions it makes an ass out of you and me now the important stuff it's not that important but do you have any paranormal or extra extraterrestrial experiences or theories or anything you want to talk about with that? Uh, no, I don't. No, I've never been. No, not really. I don't think I mean, the the aliens mess with Gen Z and all the ghosts are scared of you guys. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't. Okay, I don't believe in aliens. I got to see it to believe it. Okay, like that's that type of stuff. I need to see it to believe it. If there were really aliens, then. And, like, I feel like we would know by now. But we do, man. But, <laughs> but, you know, to each their own, to each their own. And then with the ghosts and stuff like that, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Good, sir. In your humble opinion, what is the best patrol car of all time? All right, all right, all right. I know, I know, as I said, I know I'm young, you know, I know I'm a rookie. But I believe the best car is probably the Charger. (laughs) Now, I don't drive a Charger now. I drive an Explorer, but I have the EcoBoost at least. Yes, like a real car. Okay. But the Charger, I'm just saying, like, that's just sexy. Like, if you look at like, Florida Highway Patrol. Like, look up a picture of Florida Highway Patrol. That shit is sexy. Okay. Hold on. Let me look it up real quick. I feel like I know what they look like, but I just want to confirm. What is it? Georgia that has like the all blue cars. I kind of think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sexy as well. Like, you gotta, you can't, you gotta admit they have sexy cars. Okay. Now, do they last long and do whatever? No, but they're fucking sexy as fuck. I'd rather have a sexy ass cop car than. Okay, hold on a second. Hold hold on a second. That is an ugly car. Nah, man. That is ugly color. (laughs) It has like the like the a cream colored top. Like you gotta see it in person. You gotta see it in person. It's different in person. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think you're you're looking at the wrong car. Like I, <laughs> I think Minnesota is cool because it has the fucking maroon cars. Um, Colorado State Patrol changed their cars. I thought they're fucking. But like, uh, have you seen Kansas Highway Patrol's cars? The all white. Uh, I like I like simple cars like that. Like all white, like simple police cars like that. All white. Florida's is fucking boring. Man. Nah, nah. Which don't they have the really fucking cool patch? Doesn't Florida Highway Patrol have like the yes. of patch? Yeah, yeah. Okay, why can't they have a cool car? They okay. Alright, alright. To each their own. To each their own. All right. I, I can live with that. Yeah, Kansas is a, a very simple. Actually, you know who has a really good state patrol car? Iowa has a good state patrol car. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen yeah, that. That's good. That's good. All right, we got kind of we kind of geeked out there for a minute. On the <laughs> this is coming from a guy that has a bunch of fucking toy cars in his fucking basement. Like, that's <laughs> fine, totally normal. Uh, by the way, we're talking about you know things that will impress ladies. Oh, a collection okay. of toy police cars may not be one of those. 
Oh, gotcha. From gotcha. one guy to another, just trying to help out. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. Flowers, dude. Remember, I'm telling you. Yep. Yep. I got that in the back of my head. Tell me. Like, I want, I need like report back when you try that. And let me know how it goes. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. All right. Here's what we need to know. Okay. This is important for scientific reasons. But do Gen Z people also shit their pants? Uh, I can't say now that I have, but like, obviously when I was a kid, yes, but like, I don't think so. I have not shit my pants that I know of. That you know of. Well, you either know or you don't. (laughs) No, I have not shit my pants. It's fucking embarrassing. (laughs) All right, man. That you can report, maybe you can report back on that. And maybe that'll be one of those things where you shit your pants while giving flowers to a girl. That would be oh, fuck. a great oh, story. Oh. <laughs> and then you'd, and then you'd have a complex on, you know, giving flowers and it'd be all my fault. Yep. 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 Now you're going to think about it now. <laughs> I mean, you're fucking fine. <laughs> all right. I usually ask this sooner, but I forgot because we're, we're towards the end. We're actually at the end of the podcast, very near the end of the podcast. And I will ask you for your words of wisdom, but I want to know, because this is your opportunity to represent all Gen Z cops. Is there anything I didn't ask or you think I and other millennials and Gen Z and boomers should know or something you want to tell us? Um, Probably like just in conclusion, like we're not we're all not the same, like. Yeah, but everybody's one. exactly the same. Come on, okay, dude. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> like, we're not what you fucking see on like TV every day. How Gen Z's fucking doing all these fucking marches and everything like that. No, no, no. We're not all the fucking same. Like, some of us actually have like, as I said, my generation were very they're they're very innovative. So they they like to take things that are old and turn them into new. So I guess my advice or words of wisdom would be just to try to take your time with our generation and kind of try to see, look at, look at things in like our point of view when it comes to some stuff, because it could be, it could be a better way to do something or it could be a worse way to do something, but just kind of like try to look at things in our view. So what you're saying is we should be open-minded. That is exactly what I'm saying. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you ask people to think critically? Hey, hey, I oh know it's a, I know it's a big task, but be open-minded. I like that, dude. And I just to kind of piggyback on that. I I think a lot of us kind of get wrapped up on what we see on the internet and I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but a lot of it's just not real, man. Like a lot yeah. of it is fucking maybe there's bits and pieces of fact, but it's just totally fucking blown out of proportion. You know, like yeah. I, people, I, I feel like memes started out as this really well-intended thing to like kind of crack some jokes. And now memes are used as like a tool to pit people against each other. I don't like that. We need to make memes great again. Yeah, Exactly. So, well, dude, thank you a lot for 
answering my dumb questions. I feel like <laughs> I know a little more about Gen Z now. And I got to be honest, man, you gave me hope. I came into this not really sure. Um, I I still hold that you, I don't know, people throw around this old spirit thing a little well, a little much. I don't think you have an old spirit, but you just, you're not a stereotypical Gen Z, which in saying that isn't fair. Like we need to fucking stop pigeonholing every fucking generation every all cops are this all cops are that you know every it's like that same thing we all we all like we all know it's wrong to stereotype people but we continue to do it and i'm yeah. i'm guilty i i just assume all you gen z's are you know drinking your zimas and playing your pac-man <laughs> video games and it's just not fair um that whole judge don't judge a book by its cover thing man that's one of the oldest fucking sayings i'm sure and we continue to do it for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but I appreciate you for letting me come on here and uh, speak my mind and ramble on. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. And you honestly, uh, you gave me hope, dude. So, and I think you probably gave a lot of hope to a lot of older cops that are kind of like scared. Cause obviously, you know, I, I kind of made the joke about you representing all the, all the younger cops. That's not true or fair or anything like that, but a lot of us are kind of worried about, you know, the people coming into law enforcement and not just necessarily generationally, but because the standards are lowered. But it gives me hope that people like you are stepping into the job and want to be there for the right reasons, want to help people out and are not just doing it because it's a status. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. that this that I think to me, one of the scarier things that's going to happen in law enforcement over the next couple of years and hopefully it's just a phase is. You know, because people are these departments are so desperate to hire people, they're going to they're going to hire the people that um, would have never gotten hired and, and want to just be there because it's a status or because they're fucking terrifying. Yeah, and I, I'm scared for that. But um, you don't represent that. In my humble opinion of talking to you for a couple hours, uh, I'm hopeful for the future. And I thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Something I don't like. Not to not to ramble on too much longer, no, but go for it, dude. Um, like people might so younger people like my generation or even younger who want to get in law enforcement at a young age. Like I try to harp on it. It's like don't do don't do what I did. Like what I did, it all worked out. Like everything fucking magically aligned. Like I I'm religious, so I thank God that it all lined up perfectly for me. But like don't do what I did. Because, like, for you to be able to take on this responsibility, you really you got to be ready. You gain a fucking badge and a gun, and you're going out. You have the right to – you have the power to take away someone's rights. So you have to be – basically, if you feel that you're 18, 19, and you want to get into law enforcement, like, truly take a step back and ask yourself if you're fucking ready for this career field. Um, and if you believe so, then start doing things like either, like, working in the jail – do something like that before trying to hop on yourself. Cause like Detroit PD, they fucking hire at 18. All you have to do have is a fucking uh uh high school diploma. That's it. And be 18 years old, you get hired as a cop, sworn it. So I mean, do I think 18 year olds should be automatically sworn in right there and be cops? No. But like you just gotta be ready. You know what I mean? Dude, the fact that you recognize all right, hold on. This this is like fucked up, but I, I it's kind of scary how many people don't have that realization of how important doing a good job is. 
you know, if you believe in what this country is all about, you know, and the kind of the core values of this country, you understand how big of a deal it is to take somebody's rights away. And a lot of people in law enforcement, it's kind of like a willy nilly thing. I didn't care what it was. Like I took that really seriously. Like I made sure I had PC and I made sure it was, I was doing the fucking right thing. And the fact that you recognize that you're taking somebody's rights away and how important that is, that, that, that's fucking huge, man. That, that tells me a lot about you. So that's, I like that. Well done. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, guys, this was fun, man. Thanks, uh, everybody that tunes in, listens. You guys know what to do. Tell a friend, tell a family member, spread the good word about this terrible podcast so I can continue to make it. And, uh, of course, take care of the sponsors because without them, I wouldn't be able to do this. And if you want to help on your own, there's a little link at the end of every podcast and you can become a monthly donor. Just throws a couple bucks into the ring and uh, helps me produce these things. And, of course, uh, the merchandise. I've got you know T-shirts and mugs. I'm not sure when or where. Well, I know where. It'll be on Ghost Patch. But we got some fucking awesome shit coming down the pipeline, so keep an eye out for that. With that said, remember, buy your flowers and open the door for I forgot to tell you that too, buddy. That's that's another tip. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Buy your flowers, open the car door, and I love most of you. Bye-bye.